0: Steve, I am doing something at the end of this month that I've wanted to do for a long time and I'm very, very excited about, and that is I am going on an end-of-the-year annual review retreat,
1: if you will. Just you? Just me, yes. Oh, okay. This sounds exciting. Tell me about this.
0: Yeah. So basically what I did is uh, recently I've started being much more dedicated about reflecting in a journal. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I've been doing that daily, and then I have a different template for weekly, a different template for monthly, even quarterly, and then also an annual review. And this will be my first time doing an annual review. And so I thought to make it special, I would get an Airbnb somewhat locally. I'm not like traveling far away or anything, but it's like in a different town, two hours away. Mm-hmm. It's a small little cabin. I don't know how corny this sounds, but I'm very excited. So I'm basically planning on reviewing all of my reflective, you know, my quarterly reviews, my monthly reviews and things, and kind of just doing some thinking about how I'm progressing in my life and what are my goals and what do I want my goals to be. And it's a very New Year's type of thing to do, but I'm I'm excited to to disconnect a little bit and just go, I'm not even taking my dog. I'm taking him with, I'm leaving him with a dog sitter. So it's just going to be me and myself. In this little cabin, thinking about my life. I hope it goes well.
1: That that sounds amazing. Uh, like we we talked recently uh, about how I'm not very good yet at doing weekly reviews and getting things done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would like to have more time to do because, like, one of my hangups with them so far is like uh, it this early in the process. It tends to take a long time to do a review every time. Yeah. And so it's hard to like block out that much time, so the the idea of having like days to do this review, yeah, that sounds amazing,
0: yeah, well, and to be clear, this is not that type of review. I'm not really going to be looking at my tasks and to do lists, but it's more like my areas and my goals, and just kind of aligning okay. myself with myself as woo-boo as that sounds, but you know what I mean it's more it's more yeah, reflective like higher review level, yeah, yeah, which is part of g t. d you know, he talks about yeah. areas and things and 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 connecting with those, but this is this is a little less regimented and I do have a template I'll be filling out just kind of guide my thinking and so yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. Exciting. Good luck.
1: Hello there, dear listener. I am Steve
0: and I'm Tyler. Welcome to another episode of It's Not About the Money, where we discuss a wide range of topics related to creating and running small businesses.
1: Tyler and I both run small businesses uh, like you, perhaps. And this uh, podcast is our attempt to make sense of the world of life and business and annual reviews one episode at a time. So Tyler, I want to talk about Zapier today and uh, like automation more Mm -hmm. generally and how it can apply to running a business Uh, because my career up to this point and And going forward, because I still have a day job, is as a software engineer, uh-huh. and so I love automating things and getting computers to do stuff for me, yeah, so I don't have to do it myself uh and zapier is uh if you're not familiar with it, it's kind of a way of ingesting uh signals from lots of different apps that you might use and piping the data between them and getting them to do things in response to that. So it's a it's a nice little automation platform. I'll give you some examples in a second. But I've really enjoyed using it so far, and I thought it might be fun to talk about some of the things that I have built.
0: Uh, you're absolutely right. It will be extremely fun, and I'm very excited to hear about what you've built. Um, I have, have you heard of the... I, I'm curious if it's similar, Zapier, to the thing that was called If This Then That, or maybe it still exists, I don't know. Have you heard of that hmm. one?
1: I have, yeah. I assume it still exists. I haven't used it for a long time. Yeah, neither have
0: I. But I guess the idea is is similar, where you can integrate various services and apps and have them trigger actions in other services and apps. Is that kind of similar to what Zapier yes. does?
1: Yes, that's right. Okay. And you cool. can also do a lot of like processing in between. It's not just a single trigger and a single action. You can do like multiple steps and yeah. branching and like all all that kind of stuff.
0: Well, I'm really excited to hear what you came up with because back when I was messing around with if this, then that, I think as advanced as I got was like, if a certain person sends me a text message, flash my light bulbs three times or something Uh. like that. (laughs) Yeah. Let me tell you, you have uh, much more cool things going on.
1: Okay. Yeah. Zapier is uh, geared more toward business use cases. Okay. Um, Well, I should say, I don't know. Maybe it can do those things too. I don't have like a whole lot of smart home things, so I have never really gotten into that. Maybe you can do that too. But uh, the way I've been using Zapier, at least, is, uh, for example, I have an LLC. And one of the things that I do in order to maintain that LLC, this is not legal advice, by the way. Don't take legal advice from a podcast. Uh, but one of the things that I do is I have consent forms anytime I make a big decision about what the business should do, whether that's entering into a big contract or taking on a a big project or, uh, you know, switching banks, any of those kind of things where it's like uh, have, going to have a material impact on the operation of the business, even though it's just me, the person, you know, in order to maintain the corporate entity as a separate thing from me. I have this process for documenting those things. Uh-huh. That and that that's done through consent forms and it's a template that has just this, some standard boilerplate at the top with a date and then a, a section for me to fill in what was the decision that I made and then I sign it at the bottom. And uh yeah, I had one of these come up recently and I thought it would be nice if I could just uh you know, send it the little blurb that I want. And it fills in the date for me, and then sends it generates the PDF, so I can sign it on my iPad electronically, or print it out, or whatever, you know. But it, being able to do all of that busy work that you know would yeah. be nice if I could automate that. And it turns out that you can. Oh my goodness! And so, so, so here's what I did: I have in Todoist a separate project called Consent Forms, and when I add a task to that project. Zapier will take the, the what is it, the title?
0: The name of, yeah.
1: The name of the task and use that as the, the description block for the template. So it goes and pulls the Google Doc as a template and drops into the placeholders, the current date, and then the block of text that it got from Todoist that I typed in. And uh, converts that to a PDF and then logs a new task in my inbox for today, go sign this consent form. So then I go onto my iPad, tap that link. There's the, there's the PDF. I sign it with my Apple Pencil or whatever, and, uh, and then save it back to the right folder in Google Docs. Wow. How's that?
0: I have the strongest nerd chills right now. <laughs> That's amazing. So you just type something into Todoist and it creates a consent form for you, you sign it and it's done. I mean, I will say this is one of the more more annoying things about running an LLC as a single member LLC is making sure to remember to do this. And a part of that for me is the friction that I have to like open this cumbersome Google doc, like type in my
1: decisions. Yeah.
0: Save it as a PDF. Like all the things you just mentioned, I have to do manually and you're, oh, that is so cool.
1: Right. Exactly. Like that was my, my thinking too. Like if I can, if I can take the friction out of this, I will do it more frequently, more regularly.
0: So uh, no one will ever be able to sue you individually because your LLC (laughs) is going to be so watertight. You cannot pierce that corporate veil. Yes, exactly. No, that's really cool. So I'm curious, have you found yourself using this much yet? Or is it so new that you, you know, haven't really experienced the benefits yet?
1: Uh, I, I had the one when I was first setting up the thing, and so I was still doing a lot of it manually, like making sure all the it, – it, 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 uh, working out the bugs, basically. Yeah. So that one was all c- still kind of by hand. I'm still walking through each step. Yeah. Uh, but the I did another one a few weeks later, uh, and that one was all automatic, and it worked flawlessly. Oh, my was goodness. Very that exciting. is so cool.
0: I feel like you should make a consent form about your decision to do this. It may not be relevant, but it's pretty hardcore. I
1: love yeah. that. At some point I may write this all down in a blog post just so you can see like the the code for it.
0: Yeah.
1: Actually this that one didn't have a lot of code. There's there's another one I'll talk about in a second that uh did have some code, which was kind of interesting.
0: Well, let's hear yeah. about some other ones. I I'm excited now. I mean I was excited. Now I'm so, like in <laughs> awe. So excited to hear okay. more.
1: Well, so the the other thing that I do for Daybreak Tax uh, slash It's Not About the Money is the podcast post-production. Uh-huh. So after we record, I edit the podcast, make sure it gets up onto Transistor and YouTube with the correct show notes and the transcript is correct and it's going to go out on the right date and all that stuff. And then also before we record, um, scheduling, setting up Squadcast, the the recording software we use, setting that up and making sure that all the files get downloaded into the right places so that I have them if we ever needed to come back, all that stuff. So I thought, what if I could get uh, Zapier to automate all of these things for me? <laughs> and, and I spent a couple of days like thinking of all, all of the pieces it would need. And that got a little overwhelming. And so instead of that, I broke it down into like, what if I could just get it to do this uh-huh. one step, and I got that one working. And then, okay, what if it also did this step and that one's working? So I haven't automated all of all of the stuff that I want to yet, mm-hmm. but I've started. And I think this is a good um, way of developing software generally, but especially this kind of thing where you're trying to automate a process. Mm-hmm. You kind of write it down as what are the steps that you as a human are taking and then which ones of those can you break off and have a computer do and gradually you'll
0: yeah. It's it's also kind of nice that it's modular, I imagine. So, if you needed to update something, you wouldn't necessarily have to update the entire chain, maybe just the part that is broken or something. Look at me trying to talk about software. I, I like programming. I have no idea. But it's that made sense in my head.
1: It's nice yeah, that it's modular. No, you're you're yeah. exactly right. And, and I can give you an example here for the first one. So, we use Notion for uh, a Notion database to keep track of our uh, episodes. Uh-huh. Ideas as well as when we're going to record them and what step in post production they are, all that kind of stuff. So, I have a zap that when a record, when a row in that database gets updated and the status is scheduled and it has a date that's uh, today or later and it has an episode number, then create a recording session in Squadcast. And then it also uh, creates a folder in my Google Drive to hold all of the artifacts uh-huh. once we're done. That's one zap. And then the second one that is related, but I decided to keep them separate for this exact reason that you said, where it's modular and I, that they can be a little bit independent, is when Squadcast creates a new session, then it sends out a Google Calendar invite to you and me with the link to yeah. the recording studio.
0: And I've received a couple of these. Yeah, it, so it's this working. one is working now. Yeah, <laughs> I had,
1: We had some bugs until today, but they're, they're all fixed now, I Very think. Very cool. So that way, if we ever wanted to go just create a recording session directly in Squadcast, it would still do the sending the invite part. Oh, cool.
0: It's just an ad hoc one, not necessarily one that was spawned from a Notion row.
1: Exactly. Oh, cool. So whether it got created through the Notion automation or whether we did it by hand or something else, it would still send out the invite with the proper time. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, Let's see. The other one I have is when I'm done editing in Descript, uh, I can drop the publishing links from there into Notion, and then it will go... Parse the oh this is the one that had some JavaScript in it so uh, there's a the share link from Descript will have the actual audio or video file in it somewhere in a in a meta tag in the head of the HTML and to be able to pull it out I needed a a regular expression uh-huh. and yeah I can write these myself and I have done many times but Zapier has a little AI feature where you can like Describe what you need this JavaScript code to do. So the prompt that I gave to Zapier was fetch the HTML contents of the URL at the name of the variable, then parse out the content attribute of the meta tag inside the head that matches property equals descript colon audio. Uh That's what I told it. And it gave me back one, two, three, four, five lines of JavaScript and comments explaining what each line did. And it was almost exactly correct. There was one error in the regex that I had to fix myself. I tra- it, it has a little thing where you can like, tell it to make modifications. Yeah. And I tried that and it never quite got it right. Okay. But anyway, so I knew what the problem was because I have just enough programming experience to be able to read the code and say, yes, this is doing what it's supposed to, but there's an error right here. Yeah. Uh, but that was cool.
0: That is cool. So do you think, sorry, side sidebar here for a second, so using AI to generate kind of simple JavaScript or maybe even a regular expression, like do you think that legitimately could make stuff like what you're describing, like these apps, like more accessible to someone like me who who's not like a pro, like there's no chance of me writing a, a little JavaScript offhand because I never learned how to code or do JavaScript. But if I understood that there needed to be some JavaScript in this automation and I had a understanding of like what I needed to do. Do you think the AI that you used is like good enough to kind of like get someone like me there for just little snippets like that or?
1: Yeah, I think uh, eventually at least I, whether it's there right now, I'm not entirely sure. Okay. But it's definitely getting that direction. Um, And at at any rate, it's, it's a big time saver because I didn't have to go, you know, look up all the syntax that, you know, I knew once. Five years ago, right? And now I've forgotten. But if you show me a Stack Overflow page, I can I can remember and figure it out. Yeah, but I didn't have to go do any of that. It's just like give me give me the boilerplate that I need, and then I'll read through it and figure out what yeah what the problem is.
0: That's cool. That's exciting either way. So very nice.
1: Yeah. So let's see what does it. So it does that, and then it uh, downloads that file to Google Drive in the folder that got created by mm-hmm. the other one and then drops the link for that into the record in the Notion database. So
0: basically so that, the output of that is a link to the
1: publishable file? That's right. And so the idea here, and this is the part that I haven't finished yet, is that I eventually want uh, it to notice, hey, there's a audio file here that's ready to go, and the show notes are there, and the link's... That we need for that episode, go ahead and push that up to Transistor and schedule it for mm-hmm. the date that is also on that record, and also push it up to YouTube. Yeah, if the video file is there, I haven't got that piece done yet, but having automated this takes out just enough of the friction that it's not so annoying to me yeah. when I have when I need to go publish to YouTube or publish to Transistor. Right, like, uh, you know, enough of the friction is gone that it's. It's uh, now easier for me to do the rest of it by hand until yeah. I figure out how to automate that part.
0: That's cool. So that, in theory, will take away some of the tedium or the tedious tasks associated with running a podcast and, in theory, free you up to for more creative pursuits. Although, creating this automation, I would say, is very creative. And uh, that's it's...
1: true, yeah. Th- this <laughs> was fun in its own right.
0: <laughs> yes, but it's kind of once it's done, then you've just freed up a ton of time because, I mean, how long does it take manually to click through all these things, add the link, download the file, upload, you know? Yeah, that's 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 amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and the the problem there really is not uh, that I can't do it or that it's too difficult. It's It's on the other end of the spectrum where it's so mundane mm-hmm. that it's just a checklist I'm following and I'm going to mess something up every time. And so <laughs> yeah. if I can just get a computer to do it right every time, then I don't have to think about it anymore. And we don't have errors.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that it, prime candidate for, you know, something that a computer could do better than a human for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, a lot of people probably further down the creator path than we are would have a personal assistant, a virtual personal assistant or something to to help out with something like this. I've heard of people doing that. So, But mm, you're, yeah, you're creating one. Even mm-hmm. better.
1: <laughs> so those are some examples of what I'm using Zapier for at the moment. I have some other things like uh, syncing the contacts between Ignition and and QuickBooks or, the, you know, those, those yeah. kind of things. Where some, some other, like, back-end things. Where I have I have these two systems and they both need access to client contact information, but sometimes they get out of sync. And so mm. you can solve that kind of stuff with
0: yeah. That's interesting. You've kind of inspired me. I th- the uh the software that I use to manage my coaching business uh recently announced integration with Zapier. And Ooh, cool. I didn't really look into it because they're you know, the software itself automates most of the things already that you need, like the, the onboarding workflow and signing contracts and stuff like that. But now you've got my you've got me thinking. Like I wonder is like I should I should be paying attention to is there anything I'm doing and I think there are, particularly when it comes to like sending follow up emails after like a discovery call or something mm. like that. Like, I wonder yeah. if I could look into automating some of those things where it's mostly a template plus whatever notes I might add for that individual. That's intriguing. Yeah. So I'm going to be on the lookout for things, repeatable, like mundane things in my business as well. And then maybe I'll run it by you and see if you think it's a good candidate mm-hmm. for automation.
1: Like uh, a new client scheduled a meeting, so go create the page for them in Notion and fill it with the template, that kind of thing. Yeah,
0: if I were that advanced.
1: I don't know if you, I don't know.
0: (laughs) No, the uh, practice, uh, the software use, it it includes like client records and stuff in there already that are generated. Oh, it's all just. Yeah, so
1: it's it's pretty well automated. Yeah, so that's nice. For
0: my type of work that I do. But uh, most of the stuff that I could imagine this uh, impacting me with has to do with client communications, where I'm actually, you know, Mm -hmm. based on how a session goes, there are certain things I want to communicate to a client, particularly after a discovery call, like sending them the links to purchase or something like that, which is currently automated. I don't know. Uh, I'll have to think about it. Yeah.
1: Very cool. But if you're a potential client,
0: you never heard this, it's always me, myself, typing a handwritten note. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I like talking about this stuff, uh, just because it it sparks ideas. Yeah, oh,
0: no, it does. It's yeah. uh, fun. You guys can't Steve can't see Steve right now, but he's very pleased with himself as he should be <laughs> 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 about yeah. about automating these things. So that's awesome. Do you have any other ideas? Like, about once you figure out this podcast um, publishing automation and contact syncing, um are there any i'm just curious if there are any other other areas that you've identified as potential targets
1: um uh yeah oh well let's see so one uh i recently went on the look for on the on the hunt on the search went looking for what's the what's the term went looking for sounds good to me <laughs> i recently i recently went looking for a Uh, a software platform that would let me create requests for clients. Like I need you to answer these questions or I need you to tell me what these transactions are, or I need your bank statement from October or, uh, I need your tax return from this year and I need your driver's license and I need your, you know, all of Yeah. depending on what it is. Uh Like I often need to request a whole bunch of stuff from clients and, Uh, I want to be able to just plug that in, uh, send it to them, and then have the system remind them periodically so that I don't have to think about it. And then eventually they'll just fill it out and the information will magically come back to me. Yeah. That would be ideal. Yeah. Uh, So the TaxDome is the software I currently use. It has some of that stuff, uh, but it's not quite targeted enough. And so I went looking... And one of the criteria that I was looking for was that it would integrate well with Zapier, that mm-hmm. it would have enough triggers of the kinds that I want that I can plug it into other things so that when something happens in there, I can have it trigger something else or, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't done anything with that one yet, but the fact that it has those capabilities was part of my selection process.
0: Yeah. That's very cool. I think it's hard to overstate how beneficial these types of activities and these types of skills can be for a small business owner. And uh, it reminds me of a really good friend of mine. We were roommates in college. He's a professional musician and does a lot of gig work. And I remember we were talking one time about how stereotypically, you know, this is an overgeneralization perhaps, but that musicians are maybe not the most organized people in the world. Like they're very good at right brain, creativity, music, whatever. But they, a lot of them need managers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of what he's telling you, right? Because they aren't, you know, they, it's like finding a gig, booking the gig, putting it in your calendar, showing up on time, like all, all the things that go into like the music business that anything that's not like actually playing the music, right? And a lot of musicians that he knew at the time, I guess, struggle with that or, or whatever. Again, I don't want to like overgeneralize. But anyway, what was interesting about him is even though he was a professional musician he also uh, taught like technology classes at the at the school or and, you know worked at the IT department and, and thing you know student student job kind of stuff but mm-hmm. so he was like very proficient in just basic stuff like you know calendars google docs you know software adobe creative suite like all these things and so he i told him you're going to go far i think in your careers, career as a musician not just because you're an excellent musician but you are able to run a business Mm-hmm. And a lot of people in your niche like aren't as good at that part of it, right? And so they leave money on the table, or they forget things, or they, you know, are disorganized in some way. And so I, and I think the same applies to any business, right? So I don't know if you've heard of the phrase like working in your business versus working on your business. Yeah, and this seems like that, like like spent taking some time to step back from working in your business, like basically as the employee, as the owner, right? And saying, how can I sharpen the axe? How can I make things more efficient for me? How can I take this to the next level and make it easier for me to earn those dollars, basically? And so, yeah, I just think, again, I don't think you can overstate the importance of this kind of work in terms of the impact that it can have on on any business, but especially like a one-person business.
1: Oh uh, Yeah, I was just going to say, especially as a solo operator, like I only have yeah. so many hours in the day And so if I, if I've got to spend an extra one of those, making sure the podcast gets published properly, that's, that's not, I'm not adding value with that work. Right. It's, I can find a way to automate that so that I can spend that hour doing something else that's more useful to me. Yep. Love that. So that's when this, this kind of stuff really shines.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to hear uh, more about additional cool automations that you come up with down the road. This is awesome. And I and I may have to talk to you about stealing the uh, consent form one at some point because <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> I love that one. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you again on another episode of It's Not About the Money.